and welcome to another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff and with you here as well as Goshen News Sports Reporter Evan Liebhack. Uh Before we kind of get going with the rundown of the day's event or the week's events, not really the day, but the week's uh, sports talk, we um, want to kind of give, um, you know, a uh, notice, moment of silence, I guess, for um, Pete Shetler, the teacher at Bethany Christian High School. Uh, that was uh, tragically uh, passed away yesterday uh, in an auto accident in the parking lot of the school uh, Monday, I should say, yesterday. Um, 65 years old, just very, very sad. Very, very sad situation altogether. Um, you know, more details have come out now about the accident. Just, I mean, a fluke accident, you know, like literally just, you know, no ill will, of course. That's, I guess that's why they call it an accident, you know. Um, as you can tell, I might not have prepared anything formal for this moment, but I just felt like we should recognize um, that, you know, the Bethany Christian community, I'm sure, is going through a lot right now. Um, they are in our thoughts and our prayers, of course. Um, and we would just like to give a kind of a quick moment of silence uh, to Pete Shetler. Thank you. And uh, also want to give out some uh, thoughts and uh, prayers to all of uh, the people in Florida that are going to be um, experiencing Hurricane Ian, it looks like, in the next day or two. I know, Evan, you've got plenty of friends and family uh, down in the trajectory of the storm, so I, I, I hope that they uh, stay safe and stay healthy, and hopefully, uh, you know, no, we all? no bad things will happen. So Yeah, it's not looking great. Not looking great down there, but yep, batting uh, down the hatches, you know. It's nothing we haven't experienced before, but it's still not great. So. Yeah, this I've seen comparisons uh, the severity of this hurricane to Hurricane Ike that hit uh, Houston. Remember that 2008 area about 15, yeah, 10, well, it's almost 15 years ago now. Um, the, her, uh, All Houston's the eyes. had Houston's had two of them in the last 15 years or so. 2008 was Ike, I believe. 2017 it was Maria. Was the hurricane that hit over there? I remember the Astros winning the World Series and it being a big deal because of the hurricane. Before you know, we know, knew the Astros were cheating to win the World Series, but there was still yeah. a sentimental story. J.J. Watt raised all that money, you know, for the victims and won the Man of the Year. Um, but yeah, J.J. Watt's a nice guy. He no, appears to be. On that. Yeah, he appears to be. Uh, so yeah, it's they're just in bad our, the eyes. Everyone's uh, Ivan, Irma, Ike. I know Ian. Ian, the what eyes, a name. the eyes are just the, the bad hurricane. The yeah. eyes have it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, so you know, got a lot of got a lot in our minds. You know, these last twenty four or forty eight hours, and uh, hopefully everyone stays safe, like we said, down there in uh, Florida. Life can be cruel. That's all I can say. <laughs> Life is uh, the timing of things. Sometimes you that's know, you gotta you, you kind of look to God sometimes and be like, man, what, what, why? You know, so. Not, uh, not surprised, just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, yeah. Okay, so let's talk sports. I know that was all sad. Um, let's be happy. We got arguably the biggest high school football game in the state is taking place this Friday night in Michiana, in St. Joseph County, number three ranked in 4A, Northwood. Visiting number one, the newly minted number one team in 5A, Mishawaka. New polls came out about 90 minutes prior to this taping. Mishawaka number one in 5A, Northwood number four 
or excuse me, number three in four A. Uh, both teams six and zero. Undefeated. Both teams four and zero in the NLC. Undefeated. Both teams with a two game lead over other teams in the NLC. Not undefeated. That kind of <laughs> means they're undefeated still. So. <laughs> uh, for all intents and purposes, this is for the Northern Lakes Conference Championship. Uh, Goshen, or excuse me, Northwood has two games left after this. Wawasee and Goshen. Mishawaka has two games left after this. Uh, last game of the year is Wawasee, and I believe they still have to play Concord next week. That's the one NLC team they have not played. So, on paper, this is it. Like it'd be, it would be a major upset if one of those teams lost their final two games of the regular season. One of these two teams are going to go undefeated. You're right. If it sure feels, at least in the regular season, sure feels like it. So, uh, let's kind of dive into it. Let's talk about it because I'm not going to lie. Last week's last week's slate of games, uh, not the best. They were tough. Uh, yeah, a lot of lot of blowouts. Actually, if you go. Just looking at the scores, roughly from the games that we were uh, considering our coverage area, the closest one, I believe, my math is correct, was 25 points. Northridge 42, Wallace 17. Is that bad? It's not good. It's not great. Uh, yeah, West Oval won by 26. Angola beat Fairfield by 33. Concord beat Goshen by 30. Mm-hmm, Elkhart mm-hmm. beat St. Joe by 36. And Jimtown beat South Bend Clay by 63. Elkhart, looking good. Gavin Hauser. Yeah. Four touchdown runs. As you hold up the number five on your hand. Just ignore my thumb. Yeah. Well, you're holding up four fingers. Your thumb isn't a four. finger. Of course. Yeah. Four touchdown runs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not the best week of week six. Not going to lie. Uh, oh, I forgot to write Northwood 48, Plymouth zero. And, you know, so like, yeah, we had um, some blowouts. So, uh, let's talk about this game. Northwood Mishawaka for the NLC championship this week. I got to talk to Nate Andrews uh, Monday afternoon, kind of a little preview for the game. Um, you know, obviously it's a big game. He's, he's expecting a huge crowd. Two very proud programs for football here, Northwood Mishawaka, historically. Uh, great programs. Both have won state championships in their history. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very, very successful programs. So this is a big game, big game, big deal. Um it's good to have Northwood back in this spot after a down year a little bit last year. They they haven't been in this spot in four years, really. The last three seasons, they have been kind of uh, not like treading water per se, but you know, 500 or just above it. Um, this is reminds me of that 2018 Northwood team that was you know they were undefeated in the regular season. The Yoder guy, right? Bronson Yoder. Bronson Yoder, who's yeah. apparently had a great season with William and Mary. He's so a star far. out there, man. He's awesome. Um, so yeah, he. Uh, so yeah, this is the first time really since 2018 that this that Northwood's been in the spot. You know, one of the things I've noticed with you know Nate Andrews this year, as he's harped a lot about the experience of this group. You know, this is a good experience group. Like they've seen a lot, they've played a lot of football. Blah blah blah. He's kind of said that a lot the last couple of weeks. But this is one of the spots where they're really not experienced in like a big regular season game. Like mm-hmm. you know, I know they've played sectional games and those are still big games, but you know, this is a huge environment, and the the number next to their name and the number next to Mishawaka's name, like, is massive. This is massive, massive uh, stakes here, and you know they haven't won an NLC title in four years, so there's a lot of pressure to, to bring that one home. So, um, it's going to be interesting. I'm really intrigued to see how they handle the moment. Um, so, how did uh, uh, Nate Andrews say they were going to handle the moment? How, I, I don't how know did the distractions. Yeah. How, how do you handle? He's them? like he said he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him, how do you handle it? He's like, I don't know. I don't know how to keep him not distracted. Like, okay, that's a good answer. Um, 
good, good job, Nate. Uh, no, it, it, I mean it's true though. Like, I think he, I think it meant you know these kids are they're 17, 18, 16 year old kids. Like, there's only so much a high school co- the coach can do to like keep them off Twitter and keep them off Instagram and seeing people talking about the game all week and mm. listening to our Goshen News Sports podcast, hyping it up. You know, there's only so much they can do. Right. Yeah. I'm sure they're all is. listening to us right now. <laughs> What's up, Nitarion Tuggle? How you doing? JJ Payne, shout out. Owen Raider, shout out. About um, the entire team. Just keep yeah, going. Shout out. I don't have the whole roster in front of me. Uh, that would be the whole what which podcast. team which team do you want to focus on first, Evan? Do you want to focus on the team that we cover or the team that we don't cover in terms of what to expect from them? I guess we can start with uh, the team we don't cover. Cool. Keep me talking. That's yeah. great. Mishawaka. <laughs> Um, if you know Mishawaka, you know they're going to run the ball. That's, Triple option. That's their MO. If you saw the Northwood-Warsaw game two weeks ago, it's going to look similar to that. Mishawaka runs it a little better, has has some better players this year than Warsaw does. So um, I expect it to be much closer. Um, yep, the triple option offense is very much alive and well with uh, Mishawaka. Keith Kinder, the head coach over there, a disciple of Bart Curtis who runs it at Warsaw. Um so leading them this year Mitchell so far. Walker went off, right? This what? past week. What? Said so they went off on he went off on they his went, old, They won uh, forty three to nineteen over Warsaw. It's an impressive win. Yeah. The best best win of the week by anyone for sure in this area. Like without even without even you know, no doubt about that. I'm trying to think of the right words. Um so yeah. Mishawaka in their six games have run for one thousand nine hundred and sixty yards. It's an average of three hundred and twenty seven a game. Um, they have had games of 393 yards against Mar- Mishawaka Marion, 383 against Northridge, and they ran for 320 against Plymouth. So they can put up big numbers on the ground. Their uh, quote-unquote lowest output, 222 against Goshen. So, Yeah, quote-unquote low. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. But they also threw for 140 yards that day. They actually threw the ball more than they've ever done against Goshen. So... They were balanced, air quote, that mm-hmm. night. Um, so, yeah, this is a team that's going to run that that triple option, and it's going to bleed you to death, and they will hit you with the big play eventually. Um, so, Brady Fisher, the quarterback, he played a little bit last year when his brother Justin was injured, and he stepped up and played well. He's having another big year this year. Uh, 587 rushing yards, eight touchdowns. He's kind of the catalyst of that offense. He had, he had three rushing touchdowns on uh, last week against uh, Warsaw. Um, they've had interchanging fullbacks due to some injuries. So, Chase Gooden was the starter first two weeks. He appears to have gotten injured, but he came back last week. Um, in three games, totally, it's 411 yards rushing and three tu- or six touchdowns, excuse me. Um, so he's a he's a beast for them. Uh, and then they have Novell Miller, who's filled in well when he was out as the primary running back. Still had still had 35 yards and a touchdown last week, but he has 480 yards and nine touchdowns total on the season. So they have three guys there who are really good threats to run the ball. Um, there's probably others that I just didn't look list off yet, but they. You know, teams like this, they go five, six, seven deep. You know, Fisher, Gooden, and Miller will be the main three that get the carries. But, you know, they have prolific guys everywhere. You look at, you know, any stat sheet from those games, they have six, seven guys that ran the ball at least once or twice usually. So they rotate them in and out. They're talented. They're really good. Um, They play good defense as well. They haven't really had a bad defensive performance anywhere on the schedule. Um, Let's actually look at that. Hold on. Uh, their wins are 38-0, 30-8, 45-39. Northridge is the only game where it got yeah. kind of crazy. 
um, 37-6 over Goshen, 36-7 over Plymouth, and then 43-19 over Warsaw. So Northridge is the only team of the six that have given Mishawaka troubles this season so far. Um, yeah, it certainly and, seemed random, and too. Northridge did it by throwing the ball for a little bit. McLean so, had a good game. And that, Miller had a good game, game too. The balance. The balance is really what the key is. And guess what? Play action. Northwood Northwood has a pretty good balanced offense, wouldn't you say, Evan? I would say that. Thank you. Keep on yes. saying more about that. The Northwood offense, prolific to say the least. They have people that can get it done both on the ground and through the air. Pass catching, running the ball. West Yoder especially, he can do both. I don't know if you knew that or not. That's what some people are saying. That's what some people are saying. He leads, he leads the team in all-purpose yards. He currently has 766 yards total through the air and on the ground. Receiving, he has 17 grabs, 327 yards, and three TDs. While on the ground, he leads the team far and away, 407 yards and a touchdown on the ground so far this season. Through the air, you know, we knew J.J. Payne. Natarian Tuggle would be solid. They've kind of pretty much shown that to us so far, definitely. Uh, Tuggle is the leading receiver. He's got 22 grabs, 488 yards, and a whopping eight touchdowns, which is pretty impressive. Pretty good. Payne's output hasn't necessarily been large, only 10 grabs, but 268 yards and four touchdowns. So he's made it count in the end zone, which is important. I mean, almost half his catches have resulted in touchdowns. So that's impressive. Did you see the splits on Parker Philly's numbers? He has six catches, four of them for touchdowns. That makes sense. Just throw it to him every time, obviously. I mean, he's, sir, a, he's like their red zone target, basically. You could say the same for say the same for uh, Ethan Evers, who has uh, yeah. only ten carries for sixteen yards, but uh, three touchdowns and and one soul taken. Sorry, I got to remind yeah. you about that Jethro <laughs> Hostetler hit. Sorry, Jethro, that was an amazing hit. Three anyway. touchdowns. And through the air, Owen Raider, he's been pretty solid. 62 of 101. Over 1,000 yards passing, 1,075. 16 touchdowns and just two picks. Solid. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. So that's efficient. Yeah, that's that's the word I was looking for. Probably want the completion percentage a little higher, but 16 touchdowns, two picks, 1,000 yards, like that's pretty good. He's smart with it, you know what I'm saying? Right, he hasn't made the mistakes, really. Mm-hmm. His accuracy is not maybe where you'd like it to be, but for a high school player, that's pretty good. Yes. Defensively, well, offensively, I can tell you that they've they average 40-some points a game. The lowest output they've had is 31, and that was the first game of the season against Jimtown, who now it appears is a pretty decent team, having won, what, four in a row at this point? Yeah. They're four and two? Yeah, they're four and two. And uh, also balanced... 232 yards per game through the air, 120 yards on the ground. So yeah. you want that balance. I think I think the biggest question mark coming into the season for Northwood's offense was the running game, and Yoder has really emerged into that spot. Hasn't been much of an issue. No, it hasn't. Because like we knew about the throwing options, right? Tuggle, Payne, Philly, uh, and Raider as quarterback lone. But, you know, having... Having Wes Yoder be there to really bring that balance, I think, has been the biggest key for their success because, as Nate told me yesterday, like, no no defense can take away everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Like, we're pretty much going to do whatever the off, whatever the defense gives us. If they're going to let us run, we'll run. If they're going to let us pass, we'll pass. And chances are we're going to be successful because we have the talent to do it. Like, that's the biggest key, you know, so far from Northwood's success this season has been that. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. Wise words from you. Thank you for echoing Nate's sentiments. Nate's wise words. What? But uh, the nice thing is the depth has been solid on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Defense, baby. Defense has only given up a little over 10 points per game. Ethan Evers is the guy in the middle defensively. Is he him? He is him. Cool. Leads the team with 40 tackles, 10 for loss. He also has three sacks on the year. But right behind him, Ben Fatteruso, he has 37 tackles, 7 for loss. And then Luke Miller also is having a great season defensively. He has 37 tackles. And as far as turnovers go, got a couple guys that have two interceptions each. Ryan Miller, C.J. Kuhn. Not Cone. It's Cone. It's Kuhn. What? C.J. Kuhn. K-U-H-N? Kuhn. Kuhn. Yeah, it's not Cone. No, it's not Cone. Like that uh, TikTok. It's Cone. It's Coon. <laughs> Let's go. So watch out. They can take the ball. They can stop you. They can hit you in the backfield. They won't let you get past the sticks. They won't let you get into the end zone. They're going to need that depth, obviously, on Friday going into the second half because that's when Mitchell Walker really uh, wears you down. Right. With their plethora of running backs yep. in that triple option. Death by a thousand paper cuts is the Mitchell Walker offense. Mm-hmm. They will just grind you to death, and you'll like it, pretty much. You'll like it. Hey, so just take it. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to have to take it. I'm sorry. Now, I, I did ask Nate. So, you know, Northwood, of course, played the triple option pretty recently, two weeks ago against Mitchell, or against Warsaw. Mm-hmm. So I asked him if there's, you know, any sort of uh, advantage maybe having played that so recently. And he said he's not really sure if there is, you know, per se, because – you know, we're, we no matter what, you have a hard time replicating it in practice. And he thinks in turn, Mishawaka has a hard time replicating, like, a normal offense in their practice. So, like, it kind of goes both ways where, you know, just because they played it recently doesn't mean, like, you, you can't fully 100% be ready for it, basically, like, no matter what you do until you are there at the field. And same thing goes for Mishawaka. They can't – Mishawaka can't simulate the athletes that Northwood has on the outside, mm-hmm. you know, with their receivers and, and the – throwing ability and things like that. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who maybe, you know, finds that comfortability level first, you know. Um, I'd like to think that, like, playing Warsaw within the last two weeks is going to help Northwood a little bit. It won't be completely foreign. And they played Plymouth last week. I wouldn't be surprised if they practiced triple option in practice last week, just getting ready for Mishawaka. I don't think Nate would ever admit that. Mm-hmm. I think coach would admit that they were overlooking an opponent, but – it was 35 nothing in the sec- early second quarter against Plymouth. I don't think Northwood needed any time to prep. No. no offense. No offense to the Pilgrim, the Rockies. Sorry, the Rockies. Rockies. So that, that program, a once uh, storied program, has not been storied. They might be Goshen this week, dude. Goshen is decimated with injuries. Quinn Bechtel broke his collarbone starting quarterback last week. He's out for the season. He's getting surgery. So hopes to get back for basketball in time by the season starts for basketball. But... Um, I don't think that's going to happen. He might make it back. Well, it's, if he gets surgery now, I don't know how long a co- broken collarbone injury is, but first games are about this time in two months, November 25th. He might miss the first week or two, but he'll be back in time for you know conference season and stuff like that, I'm, I'm going to guess. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. You a doctor? Don't speculate. I just said I'm not a doctor. Isn't like... I guess, is it a hairline fracture or is it straight up I don't broken? know what he broke his collarbone. That's all I know. Straight up broke. So, Goshen is down to like 30 healthy players right now. 
But those hey, are dub. It's it's gonna be dicey, I think, at Foreman Field on Friday. I don't mean to hate the hometown team here, but uh Plymouth might come in there and they're gonna be confident at least, like, hey, this could be a game we could win. I don't think they're gonna be confident. They're gonna be hopeful. Hopeful. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're hopeful that they could win this game. I Gosh and Gage Worthman played quarterback in the fourth quarter. And he was pretty much just running like RPOs, like but all of it was running pretty much. They didn't pass a ton. The game was kind of out of hand, but mm-hmm. Worthman showed some speed out of there. I know it was against Concord's second string, but still, I mean, Wolford over there is uh, holding his breath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of his uh, Ryan Eldridge broke his foot. I mean, Quinn Bechtel mm-hmm. broke his collarbone. Now Gage Worthman's going to play quarterback. Yeah. All of his basketball players are going to be out by the time the, the season starts. Um, so we'll see with that. I'm, you know, I'm optimistic Goshen could still win, but that the lack of the depth, and then Goshen ends with Warsaw Northwood. So yikes! Um, you better hope you draw South Bend Adams in the sectional because it's the only way you're going to win a game. Mm-hmm. And Adams probably could muster up enough at this point. It's it's tough. I kind of feel bad for Tom Wagaman, man. He's trying his best. He actually said, "I don't have any answers right now." Like after the game, he's like, "I just don't. I don't know." He's just they're so injured. Mm-hmm. That he's like, we're basically throwing darts at a board while calling plays. That's basically what he said. He's like, I, it's tough. I like Tom, and he's a nice guy. I hope the, I hope the Goshen people give him patience because this is a, a dire situation right now. Mm-hmm. What other choice do they have? They have to give him patience. <laughs> they could just let him go again. They could just keep on firing coaches. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I patience is going to be needed in Goshen. If they lose this week, everyone should got to stay calm. Take a deep breath. Hopefully, it'll be fine eventually. Um, right. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's our Northwood Mishawaka preview. Get sidetracked on Goshen. Um, yeah, Northwood Mishawaka. Basically, it's going to... Everything, that, you know, every coach cliche about, like, it's going to come down to who makes the least mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I think it's going to be on Friday night. I, I don't think... There's not, like, a advantage one way or the other for when you're looking at one team being like, yes, yeah, like... Maybe in the kicking game, I don't know what Mishawaka's kicker looks like, but DeFreitas is really good for Northwood. He could be a weapon for them. Mishawaka's kicker's fine from what I remember. Yeah. So, if it comes down to a field goal, I think Northwood trusts who they got. So, that's that's a nice advantage, I guess. But, um, yeah, I I don't know who's going to win, to be honest. Like, it's such a true pick to me. Like, I can't put a number on this. Um but Northwood has looked impressive. I mean, they've and they've got the best win of the two teams with that win over Warsaw. They, I guess, Mishawaka beat Warsaw too pretty soundly. So they both have a nice win over Warsaw. The same amount of points. Pretty, pretty, much. pretty much. Yeah. So. so, should be fun. Should be fun one Friday night in the Princess City. That's the nickname for uh, Mishawaka. Didn't know that. The Princess City. That's cute. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Why do you think they call it that? I don't know. I never have looked into it, to be honest. Hmm. Well, that was a fun discussion. Yeah. The rest of the week's schedule will be in our preview story on uh, Thursday, Thursday's paper, probably Wednesday evening. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I don't have the rest of the games off the top of my head, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Concord at Northridge. Goshen hosts Plymouth, like we said. Yeah. Wawasee hosts Warsaw uh, in the W game. Uh, I don't remember where Elkhart or Jimtown play this week. So, or and Fairfield hosts Garrett. I got Fairfield hosts Garrett. West Noble plays. Elkhart plays someone not good. That's what I do know. That's pretty much that's good. That's a good pick. Jimtown plays someone not good either. 
<laughs> there you go. Town. There you go. Okay, let's talk about uh, some other big news. We had sectional brackets come out the last 24 hours for boys soccer, girls soccer, boys tennis. So we will talk about those in that order. South Ben Adams. South Ben Adams. Who, yeah, who just plays. lost 49 <laughs> to 2 to New Prairie. And then they played Mishawaka Marion after that. And then New Prairie. So they're looking at two straight wins and then a nice game against New Prairie to end the season. Yep, before they get a nice bye week and then, uh, you know, 6A sectional with Fort Wayne Carrows, number 6. Penn and Elkhart both got votes. were tied for 11th in the poll this week. Warsaw's kind of fallen off, but they're still scrappy. Let's go. So, let's go. You love a scrappy one. Scrappy. Uh, boys, soccer. The sectional pairings are out. Notably, from our area, uh, we got some good teams. Fun fact. I don't know if you know this, but a lot of ranked some teams. Some teams that take their uh, soccer seriously. Before before we get too into the sectional, shout out Goshen boys. Winning the NLC championship on Thursday night. First time since 2017. They beat Warsaw. Two to one. We were both there. Dramatic finish. Coven Drenth with a rocket of a shot from like 35 yards out. Just under the crossbar, into the back of the net. Four and a half minutes to go in the game. They held off after that. Winner, winner, chicken parm dinner. And the Red Hawks celebrated. And with their fans. Yes, the students and by ran fans, the I field. mean students. It was great. What a scene. What a scene it was. There's drinks flying up in the air and other unidentifiable objects. Nothing nothing illegal. Not Come bad, on. but just couldn't identify them, literally. Yes. So, uh, and then Goshen, you know, they dropped a tough one to Mishawaka Marion over the weekend, but I figured they weren't going to win that game. It, it's a good game, good opponent, but there's probably that emotional hangover of Thursday night, you know, Lumen. Playing a Saturday noon non-conference game right after that mm-hmm. wasn't the best scheduling in that regard. Uh, they play Penn this night tonight. It's our last regular season game. Penn Tuesday night here should be, be interesting fun one. one. Yeah, that used to be a potential sectional preview. It's not anymore because Penn moved to the sectional over at South Bend Adams with Chesterton. Also got put in that one. That's very strange. And they, of course they play each other in the first game. Whoever wins that game is going to win the sectional. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how that bracket just worked out. Um, Let's quickly go through the brackets. We'll try to sift through these fairly quickly. Um, we'll start. I'll do the. I'll do the first one. I'll keep the talking train going here. Uh, speaking of Goshen, Class 3A Sectional Four over at Elkhart. Games are played at the old Memorial Campus, West Campus. Um, the first matchup will be Northridge and Plymouth, Monday, next Monday. Uh, that should be a decent game. Northridge just beat, beat Plymouth two nothing about a week ago, so. Um, you know, I think Northridge is the favorite there, but you know, Plymouth is a little pesky this year. Pesky Plymouth. Um, that was good. There should, you go. you, should they trademark that? Sure. Put on some T-shirts going into sectional. Yeah, uh, and then you get two more first-round games on Tuesday, October fourth. Concord, fresh off another tie, they're six-two and six now. Uh, and it's East Noble who's four and ten, and then Goshen, ten-two and three. They will play Mishawaka. Um, who does not have their full record posted on Max Preps. I know they are 0-6 in the NLC. They lost to ECA 3-1 to Monday night, so they are not good. Um, on paper, on paper, of course, Northridge, Concord, and Goshen are the favorites to win those games. Um, mm-hmm. I would be surprised if uh, any of them lost, to be honest. Uh, and then Elkhart got the bye. They will play the Northridge-Plymouth winner, while the Goshen and Concord matchup winners will play as well that Wednesday, October 5th, and the final is Saturday, October 8th. 
6 p.m. Um, I would be surprised if it is not Elkhart versus Northridge, Concord versus Goshen that Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know who, honestly, I don't know who wins it out of that. They've all played each other. All the results are like, you know, kind of interesting. Goshen beat Elkhart in the first game of the season. They beat Northridge, you know, late October. They tied against Concord. Concord tied against Elkhart. Concord beat Northridge. Like Northridge, I think Northridge beat Elkhart early. I should have written that down. Or tied. It was like 0-0 or one of those like 1-0 games. Like it was close. So they've all played each other. It was all like multiple weeks ago. So no one's played each other recently except Concord Elkhart, which was this past Monday. What a game. Yeah, you were there. Concord scored two goals in the final six minutes to force a tie. Another tie, but it felt like a win. But they can't tie in the postseason. It won't. It can't tie. Literally, someone has to win the game. So, uh, yeah, it, it just once again, I, I know the sectional got moved around, and thank God Penn and Warsaw aren't in it because then it would be super insane the sectional this year once again. Mm-hmm. But they, um, once again, it's a stacked sectional at the top. Those four at the top, the Elkhart County teams, all good. All have players that can go off in a game and score, you know, two, three goals, and all of a sudden it's over, you know. So, good luck picking a winner in that one. If you're going to go by the rankings, I mean, technically Goshen is the favorite, and but those mean nothing usually, especially in soccer. Yeah, I just feel like you can win a one-zero game in soccer. We talked about it last week with Westview, you know. Man, we got two A. We're going to talk about two A now. Talk about the two A one over at Angola. Long trek. Class 2A, sectional 20 at Angola, as was said. Six teams in this sectional. Game one, we have number 20, Northwood. 7-4-2 on the season. Now 8-4-2. Sorry, one last night. Yes. Yeah, these are a game off, I know. These are yeah, records through September 24th. Dang it. They'll go up against Lakeland. First round game, Monday, October 3rd at 5 p.m. Earlier in the season, Northwood uh, kind of swept the floor with Lakeland. Yeah, Lakeland six eight and one is a little shallow because they play a lot of better NECC teams. Mm-hmm. You know they can beat Central Noble and Angola and Garrett. So, so you know, as you said before, we love to say that's on paper. <laughs> on paper, <laughs> you'd expect Northwood to take care of business and move on to the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have game two. There's the same day following the Northwood Lakeland matchup. We have West Noble and Wawasee. That yes. Monday night, October third, like I said, right after following seven p.m. estimated, you know, start for that one. Uh, Wallace took care of business against West Noble. This was early in the season; it was three nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Noble's been winning more games recently. They're playing better. Wallace str- and Wallace has struggled the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So feels so like a pick 'em. The tides have turned a bit on those two teams' respective seasons. So we'll see what happens there. Wouldn't be surprised either way. So you said pick them, is that what you said? Yeah, pick them. Could be a pick them. Maybe mm-hmm. West Noble minus one. Right. We're doing betting lines here. That's not bad. Maybe minus 0. 0.5. Um, <laughs> and then the winner of those two matchups will meet in the semifinals on Wednesday, October 5th at 5 p.m. And then we'll also have another semifinal that's already set up. Following 7 p.m. estimated start, we have Angola against a struggling Garrett team. So you'd expect Angola to move on to the championship, host the championship against really a toss-up after that. I mean, you yeah. could you'd maybe say Northwood is probably the expectation, like 
the expected team to face off with Angola in the championship. But um, at the end of the day, all the teams are kind of all four of those mm-hmm. teams are kind of close. Yeah, and Northwood. If it's Northwood West Noble in that semifinal. They have had some battles in that sectional the last however many years because they've both been really solid. Mm. So that that would be a, a war of a game. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, on paper, our favorite term, again, Northwood is the favorite. I, I, I kind of – I don't say I expect them to win because they, they've taken care of business against the non-conference teams they've played this year, mm-hmm. you know. But they, they've also been, like, kind of riding the roller coaster. They tied Warsaw – you know, earlier or Wabasi, excuse me, they tied Wabasi earlier this year. They beat Warsaw, which was set up Goshen to win the conference. Um, you know, so I, I just I can't get a read on them fully yet. So, but we'll see. No read. No read. I'll run through both one eight ones. I'll just do it. Power through these. Wow. Because sectional thirty five winner will play the sectional thirty six winner in the regional mm-hmm. semifinal. Sectional thirty five at Elkhart Christian. First game of the day, Bethany Christian at versus South Bend Trinity. Bethany seven and seven. Trinity is one seven six and one. That's uh, this Monday at six o'clock. They will face uh, the winner of that game faces Lakeland Christian Academy in the second game on Wednesday night. Uh, Lakeland Christian six and eight. The other semifinal is Elkhart Christian against Laville. That's Wednesday, October fifth at five and seven p.m. Uh, on paper, again, should be probably Bethany versus ECA in the final. Those two teams played a great game earlier this year that I was at. Uh, Bethany went up 1-0, 12 minutes left in the game. ECA countered a goal three minutes later, uh, went to penalty kick, or went to overtime, excuse me. Bethany scored in overtime. They went 2-1. Um, rivalry game, you know, big stakes all the time when those two teams play each other. Mm-hmm. So that would be a fun game if we get that in the final over at ECA. So that would be a 7 p.m. start on October 8th. And then the winner of that will play the winner of sectional 36, which features our defending state champion, the number one team in Class 1A, Westview Warriors, 13-1-1. They beat number eight, Bremen, last night. Bremen ranked eighth in the 2A poll, actually, so it's a really good win. 3-0 last night for them. They lost to Bremen 6-0 last year. So, plus nine goal differential on that one last night. Uh, They get to play Central Noble, who they've beaten a combined 21-0 in the two matchups so far this year. 10-0 Tough. 10-0 and 11-0. Um, <laughs> they played them in the first game, uh, October 3rd. Uh, then then they, if they win that, probably will win that, they would play Lakewood Park Christian, who's 4-7-2 and two in the semifinal Wednesday night. Uh, the other semifinal, this is a tricky one. Number 15, Blackhawk Christian, 9-4-1 on the season. They're playing Prairie Heights, who's 0-14-1. So thoughts and prayers to the, to the Panthers in that one. So that's a tricky one. <laughs> but, no, it's a tricky one in the sense that Blackhawk Christian is a solid team. Right. So it's not an easy path like out of the sectional as it's been in recent years. And Bethany's given them fits in the sectional final the last couple of years, but Westview's won. So now Westview gets Blackhawk Christian instead, who's top 15. You know, same number of ranking that Westview was last year when they went on the run, you know. But mm-hmm. um, as I said last week, like Westview's playing at a different level right now. It just feels like it's different than it was even last year. You just hope that like is Blackhawk Christian good enough to kind of get that 1-0 win over them? Like, that's that's where we're going to be at this point is all these teams at Westview will play in their run. Is Are any of them good enough to be able to park the bus in front of the net, get a counter goal, and beat them 1-0? Or play for penalty kicks and beat them in PKs? Like, that's kind of where we're at, it feels like. Like, I don't I don't envision Westview losing a game 4-3. to 
at this point. Their defense is so good. Their offense is prolific. I just don't see them losing a 4-3 or a 5-4, even 2-1 type of game. You like say it's, this. It's, and and the, they will lose. Yeah, they actually will lose one of those probably yeah. now that I said it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just like from seeing the results and watching them play in person a couple times, like I just don't envision them losing a track meet. Like it's going to be one of these weird games if they lose. Mm-hmm. That's that's my two cents. That was a lot of sense. It's more than two. I would say that was a full quarter. It's Thank full, you. Full quarter of sense right there. 25, 25. Okay, girls sectionals. They start up on Tuesday next week, and uh, Evan, five team one getting together at Goshen. Yes, sir. Class three A sectional four. Goshen Redhawks will be hosting game one on Tuesday. We have Concord and Northridge. Northridge, a team that you know had issues scoring at the beginning of the season, but recently they've picked up some wins. They had a bunch of ties in the losses. Early on the season, but they've really turned it around. Picked up four four wins since then. Yeah, I, kind of how we figured we thought they would be. Like they played a lot of good teams early and they struggled, but once they got to play Mishawaka and Wawasee and you know, uh, I think Plymouth, that would be good. Plymouth, think, they've, yeah. they've they've righted the ship a little bit. I think that helps. A confidence, B experience from the schedule that they played. Yes. So watch out. Yes. I think they'd be favored against Concord. Obviously. Probably. Yeah. That's on Tuesday, October 4th, by the way, 6 p.m. Yes. If you if we don't say any of these dates, they are listed on our website and the soccer sectional story, bracket story. I update it all the times and dates for the fine folks. Ooh, It'll be in the Wednesday newspaper as well. You're welcome. What okay. would this area do without you? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Continue. <laughs> and then uh, Thursday... We got Thursday. Thursday, we got the semifinals, October 6th, the first game, 5.30. Goshen, they will take on Plymouth, a team they beat 6 to nothing. Number 20, Goshen. Goshen is ranked this week. Congrats to Goshen. Yes. I would say it's, it's well Mary deserved. Marianne Ruiz Sanchez, all-time single-season goal scorer leader, 29. She still has at least one more game this week to go, too, and postseason. Did we bring that up last week, or did she She was that? close to it last week. But she yeah. officially passed it with three goals against Argus last week. So congratulations to Miriam. Yes. After the week nominee vote. Of course. Has to be. Continue. But yeah, like I said, Plymouth. Not having a great season. The Redhawks took care of business against the Pilgrims. 6 nothing earlier in the season. So look for Goshen to move on to the championship. Which is on Saturday at 2 p.m. by the way. But before that, the game following... The Goshen Plymouth game. We have Elkhart, who is four, five, and three. Yeah, four, six, and three now. I think, but yes, they'll be playing the winner. Maybe Northridge, probably Northridge. Maybe Concord. But maybe Concord. They'll be playing the winner of that matchup on Thursday, October sixth at seven thirty. Yeah, this is um. This is a. That's a there's a lot of shout out. <laughs> shout out the uh, sectional. Lines being redrawn and Penn not being in this. Because finally someone will get a sectional after having loosened a pen for the last 15 years. Uh, mm-hmm. Goshen, man. Favorite. Whew. If they don't win this one, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Northridge could beat them. I, Northridge, I think, is their toughest, you know, battle in that. Mm-hmm. But 
it just feels like it's it's coming together for Goshen. They're at home. They only they only beat the Raiders one nothing earlier this year. I know. So. I watched it in person. I saw it. I remember you were there. Northridge yeah. plays good defense. They do. That's their, and, that's their. And you know Goshen, but I just it just again on paper it just feels like this is it for Goshen. Like so we'll it, see. It's I guess there for the taking. They're the favorites. They're at home. Got to got to capitalize. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's. I'll run through the two A ones because this this will be pretty quick. Uh, sectional nineteen at South Bend Riley. We have Jimtown there. They are five five and one. They got a bye. They will play the winner of John Glenn or South Bend Clay. So John Glenn. Um, Thursday, October six, seven thirty p.m. First game on that Thursday is number three Mishawaka Marion, thirteen one and one in two A uh, against Riley, who's one and seven. Um, if Marion doesn't win the sectional, I would be stunned. Jimtown is probably the toughest bet bet for them. Uh, Emma Martin, the freshman, is having a really nice season for the Jimmies, but um, yeah. You think Clay's only played four games, or do you think that's wrong? Actually, that wouldn't surprise me. Wow. That wouldn't surprise me. They probably played JV games, but like varsity, actual varsity games that counted, that wouldn't surprise me. And Glenn playing 10 and Riley playing 8 also doesn't surprise me. Like, mm-hmm. Marion's going to win this sectional. It would be a, a stunner if anyone else did. Um, the, so, Marion will go to the sectional 20 winner. Which is being played at Northwood. Six teams there. Wellfield Park in Napanee. So not the high school for those who have never been down there. Uh, West Noble placed East Noble. Battle of two nine and two teams right there. East Noble won the regular season matchup. Um, that's the first semifinal or first quarterfinal on that Tuesday, October fourth, and then following get number fifteen Northwood. Actually, number eighteen now in the rankings. Hmm. Nine three and two. They get Wallace who's won ten and three. So. Uh, Northwood, yeah, probably should win that one. And then West Noble, East Noble, toss-up. Winner of those two games play each other October 6th, 5 o'clock. And then the second semifinal that night, Angola 7-7 seven and seven versus Lakeland 5-7-1. and one. Feels like a toss-up. Angola is actually pretty solid this year. Their record is 7-7, seven and seven, but they, they almost beat Westview last week uh, in the regular season NECC game they played. Angola actually led 3-2 at halftime. Uh, Westview had to come back and win 5-3 there. Um so yeah, I. It feels like Northwoods again. Like this is similar to Goshen, where they're the best team on paper. Uh, clearly, I feel like, and it's just a matter of if they, as long as they play to their skill level and their expectations, they should probably be sectional champions, and they'll get to host Marion in a, in a regional semifinal that uh, mid midweek uh, October twelfth, October thirteenth. So, yeah, should be interesting to see how that it plays out, but. Again, I would be kind of surprised if Northwood did uh, did not if Northwood did not win that sectional. I'd be a little surprised. Angola will be their toughest battle, probably. This would be just like Goshen, you said. Yeah. Be surprised, Goshen. Well, my voice was like. Ah, should be Northwood. That? Should be Northwood. Should be Goshen. Goshen but Northridge Northwood. could battle Goshen, and Angola could battle Northwood. Pretty tough. So. Mm-hmm. And then the last sectional, for soccer. Number thirteen, Westview. That's you. They're still number thirteen. Is that correct? Yes. I know they're eleven two and two according to Max Prep still. Yes, they have not played since Saturday. Mm. Sunday. They'll play Central Noble. On paper, Central Noble's uh, schedule record, not bad. However, the the two losses that are on this paper to Westview. Both the Westview. Both pretty six nothing, five nothing. Yeah. Outscored them eleven nothing on the season. So based off that you expect that. Well, by the way, I should say that this is Class 1A, Sexual 36. This will be at Westview, just four teams. Only four teams, so they don't, they don't start till next Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday is when Westview will take on Central Noble, 5 p.m. Westview is expected to win that one. 
kind of cruised to the championship game on Saturday afternoon. The second game following the Westview Central Noble game is Bethany Christian against Elkhart Christian, which Bethany Christian kind of took care of business. They've been up and down this season, but they took care of ECA in early September, earlier this month, 6-1. to one. Yes, I was there for that. Zoe Willems and uh, Mara Ayastolsvis just ran around them. Just that there's only two players on the field? Pretty much. No, I mean, they had other players, yes, <laughs> but yes. Zoe and Mariah, But they're responsible for a majority of the goals, I'm sure. They're good at everything, so yes. So, the expectation would be, right, Bethany Christian, Westview in that championship game on mm-hmm. Saturday, October 8th at 2 p.m.? Yeah. So, question for you, because I'm just going to bounce it off you. Oh, God. Would you, <laughs> if, you were, if you were these teams, because it's a four-team four sectional, mm-hmm. would you rather play the semifinal games on Tuesday and have three full days off before the final? Or would you rather take like the week off and then play your semifinals Thursday, only have one day off before the final? I think I'd rather play Tuesday. I have three full days off before the final. Either way, they're getting extra days off. Right, but like I think I'd rather have more time to prepare for the sectional final. Like if I'm if I'm Bethany Christian or ECA, you know, I think I'd rather have three days to get ready for that Westview team. You know? And I know Bethany just played Westview last week. Bethany led 1-0 at half. Westview scored three in the second half to win. Mm-hmm. So Bethany kind of hung with them for a little bit. ECA, I don't think, played Westview this year. So I think Bethany is in danger. Bethany has the two the two really good scores. Like, yes. That helps them a lot. So it does. That, that's, that, those are the players that you could park the bus with your defense and just try to get a counter and win one nothing. That's Those are those two types of players right there. They can hit those PKs if it's like a zero-zero tie, right? At the end of regulation. Now Westview has the players too to make the Overtime PKs. As well. Westview has plenty of options for scoring. I know. Brianna Nuno's chief among them, but yeah, she has twenty-nine goals. She's ten. She's still ten away from the uh, single-season record at Westview. Skylar Carpenter, tw- thirty-nine goals in twenty eleven. Skylar Carpenter, who won seven state track titles as well. You know, wrote about her for Title Nine story. Probably the best Much athlete, deserved, the yeah. best athlete probably in Westview history. Yeah, pretty amazing. Thirty nine goals in her senior year. That's insane. Um, so yeah, that's soccer. You want to talk quickly about tennis? Starts tonight. A little look at the tennis sectional, boys tennis sectional. Yes, sectional thirty seven over at Concord starts tonight. Jimtown Elkhart in one matchup, Northridge and Concord in the other semifinal. Um, feels like Northridge. Yeah? Yes. I feel like... I don't know who's yes. going to win the Jimtown Elkhart match. I have really no idea who's going to win that. It's pretty even between them. Yeah. <laughs> like, no idea. Like you, sure. Elkhart? Sure. You can make an argument for either of them. Can make uh, Northridge feels like the favorite here. Probably should win out that one mm-hmm. over at Concord. Um, that's the analysis there. They got second place in the NLC tournament this past weekend. Uh, they beat Goshen at the number one and number two single spots. They got some momentum. That's correct. Against the Red Hawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the Red Hawks, sectional 40, we'll skip ahead here, one, uh, Bethany Christian against Northwood, and then Goshen versus Fairfield. So the two best teams in that sectional get put together. Goshen beat them 5-0 earlier in the season. Goshen's beat a lot of people 5-0 this year, so number 19, number 18, excuse me, in the rankings, final rankings is Goshen. Goshen. Feel like, feel like Bethany Christian should win that one against Northwood as well. Bethany won the regular season matchup 4-1 mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Um, and then it should be probably should be Goshen and uh, Bethany in the final. 
like yeah it's definitely Goshen's to breeze through it's they're the heavy favorite in this yes. one I would say Fairfield ha- has been playing better since the last time they faced off but it's yeah. Goshen is still yeah. pretty good as we saw Northridge didn't play as well against Goshen in the regular season but really kind of showed up a little bit more in that yeah. uh NLC title, so Fairfield can give Goshen some fits. I think it could be a four-one or a three-two even. Goshen hasn't played a three-two all year, so yeah, technically that's yeah. correct. Right, and in a head-to-head match, they have not played a three-two match. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sectional thirty-nine. This is an interesting one, kind of, because the two best teams on it are on the opposite sides, which is good. Do you have that pulled up? The way it should be. Do you want to read it? Uh, sectional 39, East Noble. Yes. We got Westview, West Noble. They five, o- five teams here, by the way. They open it up. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Winner of that will take on Lakeland. Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then East Noble and Central Noble going head-to-head as well. Yeah. It's going to be East Noble, Westview. That's... In the final yeah. Saturday morning over at East Noble, the Knights beat the Warriors 3-2 in the first match of the season for Westview. But Westview, Westview has been a very different team. They did not. They did not have their number three singles player and Kylan Bender that day as well. Mm-hmm. So, a little more depth there for the Westview Warriors. They've won the sectional six years in a row. They went to the state tournament last year. Then they're two of the last three seasons. They have the pedigree. They have the experience. East Noble. They have this great senior class that's been awesome for them. Um, trying to break through. Trying to beat the mighty Warriors. Should be an excellent matchup when they play. On Saturday. Something flying in your face there? I don't know. It's like some dust came in or something. I don't know. That was a bug? Yeah. Like, geez. Westview, by the way, finished the regular season 15-3, and 8-0 in the NECC, won the NECC tournament as well. Goshen 19-0, Northridge was 14-2. and So those are our three teams that we feel like are going to be in that regional at Concord, and then the DeKalb sectional winner will come in as well. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know who's playing up there. I talked to Ken Fillmore from KPC at tennis on Saturday. He said DeKalb is pretty solid. So, well, come on in, DeKalb. Um, have fun. So, Good luck. The DeKalb, by the way, the DeKalb sectional winner will play the Goshen sectional winner in the regional semifinal, and the Concord winner will play the East Noble winner. So, if it holds how we think it will hold for us, for our area, if our coverage area is the happiest it can be. Mm-hmm. It'll be Northridge versus Westview, and then Goshen versus DeKal probably. And the finals will be, hopefully, Goshen versus either Westview or Northridge. And if East Noble gets there, I, I think East Noble beat Northridge too. Northridge won of two losses to East Noble, so East Noble's pretty solid. Could be Goshen-East Noble final. Could be a Goshen-Northridge final. Could be a Goshen-Westview final. Watch out. Very exciting. <laughs> Tennis. We have one more sectional still, technically. Um... Well, I'll see. Yeah, you want to read that one? Section 52 yeah. over there at Warsaw. Uh, Warsaw. Which uh, their, a, their new uh, new courts are nice, yeah. I will say. You had a hard time finding them. Yeah. You enjoy finding them on Saturday, I should say. Yeah, it was not fun. But, uh, I haven't got 10,000 steps in walking across the Warsaw parking lot. I was like, oh, I see the tennis and there's a bunch of buses and cars. That must mean the tennis is over here. Followed the signs and they took me to the old uh, tennis courts. So I had to tough, drive all the way scene. across campus and to the new ones. But I made it eventually. But anyway, um, obviously, they get a buy. That's kind of cool, sort of. It's yep. not the first round. You got Tippecanoe Valley and Whitco kind of open that one up. The winner of that match will face Warsaw, host Warsaw. Wawasee is going to be playing Columbia City. 
And then you'd expect Warsaw to... Well, I don't really know. I mean, I'm going to assume Whitco and Tippy Valley aren't that great at tennis. That's just my guess, but I could be very wrong. This is, um, this sectional is not good. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. Um, I know Warsaw has had a downish year. They're not bad. Should be either them or Columbia City probably winning it. I really don't know Tippy Valley or Whitco. I don't. But whoever wins this sectional more than likely loses in the regional semi. So. A sectional title is something to celebrate. Warsaw had won nine in a row before Columbia City won it last year. Oh, Warsaw is trying to get that. Reclaim its old glory. Revenge, yeah. Yeah. I think they have a shot. Okay, that's tennis talk. Uh, starts this week, just like that. And then... Roger I Federer. Did, did some... Actually, <laughs> it's not the end of tennis talk, because <laughs> I did some advanced research last night. Oh. 1 a.m., because I was bored. I was laying in bed. I was like, I'm not tired. Good God. This is what I just do at 1 a.m., apparently. Um, so, the winner of the Concord Regional will face the winner of the... Uh, I have it here. Hold on. The Fishers. Fishers Regional. We love that. Ooh, the Fishers Regional has four sectionals that feed into it, of, co- of course. Uh, notable teams playing in the four sectionals that are going to be feeding into the Fishers Regional. Uh, number five, Hamilton Southeastern. Number 11, Fishers. Number eight, North Central of Indianapolis. Number 14, Indianapolis Cathedral. And number 30, Mount Vernon, Fortville. So, HSE and Fishers play each other in the sectional, probably with the sectional final. North Central will probably play Cathedral in their sectional final, so only one of those will make it through. And then Mount Vernon is um, in a sectional without anyone else that's ranked. The other sectional, Lawrence North, just has four teams, too. Uh, so more than likely, whoever wins the sectional, the regional over at Concord, will be playing a top 15 team in the state uh, in the semi-state over at Fort Wayne Homestead High School in uh, on uh, October 8th. So, Ooh. so it's going to be a tough road. It, you know, for it, in theory, Goshen, right? They're the ranked team, 18th. Had the they've had the best year out of anyone in our area. They could be going to semi-state. It'll be a tough matchup. To get to state. If they want to get to state, keep this magical run going. They're going to have to beat a pretty good team. It's going to take a lot. So, yes. that Now, that is tennis talk. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, okay. Let's quickly run through. I feel bad because, like, you know, volleyball and cross country, they're just still kind of chilling. You know, they don't really got much going on right now. We are not um, in the sectional yet for them. Yeah. We're not so, in the postseason for those. Yep, yeah. Cross country. Well, we'll do volleyball quickly. I mean, Northwood won another invite this past weekend. They beat. Uh, they won the Bremen. Uh, thing. Oh, I lied. I don't want to talk about volleyball yet. We gotta wrap up the girls' golf season. Sorry, gotta wrap up the girls' golf season. Uh, we're done. It's over. Okay, that's it. <laughs> no. Uh, Carissa Dyer Northridge was the closest to making it out to state. She shot a 76, which was one shot short of making it as an individual. Frustrating. Yeah. Northridge was a 364 team score, sixth of the regional. Concord was. Ninth at the regional, 392, or eighth, sorry, eighth, 392. Um, none of the individuals that we had were close either. Um, yeah, just a, you know, tough way to end the year. No one getting out. First time since I've been here, we've had no one at state for girls golf. So Down year, but? Northridge has everyone coming back that mm-hmm. played. So I would expect that not to be the case next year. Hopefully they are contending again. 
Dyer went that's down to state as an individual last year, so hopefully she can maybe bounce back and go back this year. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's yeah. We've talked a lot about golf. That's that's the end. So sorry. Now let's talk about volleyball. <laughs> um, yeah, Northwood won an invite at Bremen, as I was saying before. I rudely interrupted myself. Um, How do you do that? They're do you- twenty. I don't know. They're twenty-one and four now on the season. They're looking good. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they don't have to worry about Angola or Belmont in the regional. So that's the best part of their news of, of the day. That volleyball sectional brackets come out on Sunday at 7 p.m. They don't have to worry about in their regional? No, Angola or Belmont would be a potential semi-state opponent. Oh. Did we the talk bracket, before we that did. it would be regional? We thought it would be a regional. Then I looked at the brackets again, and actually they go towards like the region. Their, their, their regional, which they host, has like New Prairie and like Tippy Valley and teams like that coming into it. Not Angola, not Belmont, not Norwell. So, okay. so they actually caught a break there that the bracket works out for them. So, But they they have to get past Fairfield in that sectional. Fairfield's playing much better as well. Um, they, are, they are a team to kind of be messed with right now. They're, they're trending in the right direction. So Reckoned with. Everyone else kind of, you know, they're doing their own thing at this point. You know, Bethany Christian and ECA, they have good records. They're playing well. They have a big matchup coming up uh, in a couple Fridays that will determine the conference champion there. Um, you know, that's – yeah, I mean, honestly, like, a lot of our volleyball teams are just, like, they're vibing. Coasting. Yeah. We coast into the postseason. Same, same thing with the cross country. Like, they just kind of – you know, the last big uh, regular season invites were this past weekend. This upcoming weekend is conference championships – NLC and the NIC, both at Oxbow Park Saturday morning. Um, the NECC runs at Prairie Heights on Saturday. Um, Northridge boys are the favorite to win NLC. They won the two regular season dual meets. Warsaw girls are the favorites to win that part. I mean, like, it's going to look exactly almost like the regular season meets, it feels like. Um, something flew in my face again. It's, um, it's, it's like asbestos from the ceiling. It's probably not great. <laughs> um, Wouldn't doubt it in this building, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we'll have a lot more cross-country talk, I think, next week in volleyball, too. Like, I don't mean to skip over it this week, but we've spent a lot of time talking about football, the other sectionals going on. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, we'll dedicate a little bit more time to cross-country and uh, soccer, or volleyball next week when we got some more clarity on the postseason schedule and, and uh, who's playing where and who could potentially face who and blah, blah, blah. So, All right. uh, Maple Leaf Minute with the new person this week, Dante Stanton, not doing it this week, Colin Eccles actually has our Maple Leaf minute. So, uh, you know, it wasn't the best week overall for the Maple Leafs, but Colin will tell you some of those details. Uh, Colin? For 91.1 The Globe, I'm Colin Eccles with your Maple Leaf Minute. It was a tough week for Maple Leaf Athletics to start off the men's and women's tennis team. Both teams were in action and traveled to Marion, Indiana last Tuesday for the Crossroads League Tournament at Indiana Wesleyan. The men's team took a tough 5-2 loss, and the women's team was on the sour end of a sweep, losing 7-0. The women were back in action Friday at IU Kokomo and again came up short with a final of 5-2. The women's volleyball team had another tough week but showed some promise from some young talent. Their week started at home against Spring Arbor on Wednesday which ended in a three-set sweep, followed by Friday's matchup against Mount Vernon Nazarene, again ending in a three-set sweep. They rounded off the week on Saturday against the Huntington Foresters where we saw some spark from sophomore Emily Lynch with a massive kill early in the second set to keep things close for the time being. Town set up near side deflects to land 
The pop-up to Stutzman. Lynch puts it down. Great play there from Lynch. What a hammer. The Leafs couldn't hold on to the set and would go down with another three-set sweep. Women's soccer had a busy week, starting Tuesday in Fort Wayne against Indiana Tech with a close loss in the match. Final score of that one was 1-0. They were back in action Saturday in a conference opener against number 10-ranked Indiana Wesleyan and again were on the losing side of the match. The final score of that game, four goals to none. And men's soccer traveled to Marion to take on Indiana Wesleyan on Saturday in their conference opener and came up just short in their match with a final of 3-1. The single goal came from senior Lucas Bontrager, giving him his third goal on the year. That does it for your Maple Leaf Minute. Tune in next week for more GC Athletics. And thank you, Colin, for that update on the Goshen College Athletics. Um, hopefully they can uh, find themselves in the win column at some point this week. That'd be nice. Yeah. Just well, for their sanity. This past week was a little rough. Huh? Tough, tough week for the <laughs> Maple Leafs. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, quickly before we get out of here, Notre Dame football is back. That's your... Uh, expertise level, Mr. Leapak, Notre Dame reporter for CNHI Sports Indiana. I watched a few plays of the game, yeah. Same. <laughs> Same. Uh, we were busy doing our own things on Saturday and uh, had our own college teams to suffer through. That is correct. But I will say, Notre Dame, most complete game of the season they have played thus far. Obviously, North Carolina's defense is abysmal. Atrocious. Awful. Make they, We could get points scored, I think, on them. You and me. Two yes. players. But Drew Pine threw for almost 300 yards, three touchdowns, 24 of 34 through the year. You had Audric Esteme. He had 17 rushes. Well, he had 134 yards on 17 carries and a couple touchdowns. Chris Tyree and Logan Diggs also had pretty nice games, both on the ground and through the year. And then the defense played pretty, pretty well against North Carolina. They were winning 45 to 20. Uh, Notre Dame was going into the fourth quarter. Well, and they're they're winning 45-20 in the fourth quarter before the Tar Heels added a couple garbage touchdowns. But uh, the Tar Heels were averaging over 50 points a game, over 500 yards, you know, per game as well, total yards. So uh, I think the Irish did a good job of stepping up on the road. I mean, Notre Dame's offense almost had 600 total yards, but they held North Carolina to only 360 total yards, which is a win against a North Carolina team that had showed that they can really put points on the board with a lot of skilled players. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't necessarily expecting a game like this. Uh, I wasn't expecting the Irish to show out like they did, but uh, maybe it just goes to show things are turning around. They're 2-2 two and two now. they got to buy to work on some more things, get healthy, and then they have a big game out in Vegas against uh, BYU after yeah. that. Yep, looked like Notre Dame was in deep, deep trouble after the first two drives where North Carolina went down like 80 yards and scored. and then First Notre quarter D- was bad, yes. Notre Dame went three and out, and it was like, well, here we, go, here we go. Like, bad, bad, bad. And then they just turned it around and figured it out. Um, yeah, so kudos to them. Yeah, I don't know I don't know what that says about the offense, but I know they'll be more confident now. Like, they've, they've put three good halves in a row together, like relatively good half against Cal, and then – Two good halves against North Carolina. Build off that. They're probably upset they have a bye this week. They probably want to keep on building on that. So, mm-hmm. But it's good to have that mojo going in to the bye week. And now you can rest up, get some people healthy. And, uh, again, big big game with BYU coming up. So, The Cougars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Missouri football is sad. Florida football is sad. The Bears are okay, but they're sad. The Buccaneers are okay. They're not as sad. That's our teams. Yeah. 
Buccaneers we just off, have the Buccaneers no offense. offense is it's sad. like a skeleton of itself. The Buccaneers offense is sad. The Bears are kind of sad, but they're two and one, so we'll take it. Um, when does your schedule start ramping up? Ever? Uh, at this right now. <laughs> right they play the Giants this week. They get the Commanders on a Thursday night game coming up. They play the Patriots on Monday night football. The Patriots might not have Mac Jones. Like there's a there's a world here. They put the Vikings somewhere in there, but there's a world where the Bears are like five and two coming up. Like swear to God. So. I'm not going to get too hot of myself. And I don't really... They're, they're not good. They're just not good. But whatever. Um, yeah, that's it. That's this week's podcast. We'll have more next week. Like I said, we'll talk about volleyball. Talk more cross country. Um, we'll have like some soccer games to talk about, but not really. We'll have Monday night's results to talk about. So it won't be much soccer there. A lot of obviously Northwood Mishawaka football reaction. The rest of the week as well. So... Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in. We'll be back next week with a lot more uh, sports content for you.